The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Well, this is episode 436 of the Mr. Nelson Show. Um, supposed to be the Halloween episode. <laughs> well, um, in a rough two weeks. Uh, the idea was that I was going to do two episodes. Uh, I was going back and forth with this of uh, the cruise and then Halloween and, and post a special Halloween show on Halloween on Monday uh, where I was uh, going to do a spoof of Night of the Living Dead. Um, that's not happening. Uh, and there were two different ways I was going to possibly do it possibly split the cruise between this one and that one as far as the, the final episodes um, but uh, it's been a rough two weeks I, in, in terms of my health and uh, the passing of my beloved aunt um, and I appreciate all the well wishes I received uh, in, in, in lieu of that uh, I mean in lieu in uh, accordance with that um, but uh, you know these are how things uh, uh, turn out. However, I was able to tape at some point a uh, perhaps but maybe not episode and uh, the uh, second to last episode for the crew. So that's there. And uh, that'll have to uh, do it. Plus, uh, I keep, I meant to do more of these, these old uh, radio spots for horror movies in the past and stuff. They're always I don't know. I always find them funny. <laughs> and so that'll uh, fit in there. And that's what I got. Um, yeah, I was going to do weeks in review. Didn't get around to it. I mean, this week, obviously, uh, I guess the Fetterman-Oz debate. Uh, <laughs> it's just so sad. And, and I, you know, I mean, the response to it is, well, look what they put in the White House. <laughs> And then, uh, boy, if that doesn't work out, look what they have to replace the president. You know, I mean, at least Fetterman and Biden have an excuse. Uh, Harris really does it. Um, so there's that. Uh, on the plus side, uh, Elon Musk took over Twitter and brought them a, a sink and everything, telling them to s- let it sink in. <laughs> so uh, well, that should prove interesting. I, I guess uh, the lefties are going to form their own because that's what they told everybody else to do. And then uh, uh, government and media intervened and destroyed these sites, most name, notably Parler, accusing it of things that Facebook actually did <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And then uh, here comes Musk, swoops in and takes Twitter away from him, which uh, is pretty devastating. Uh, especially well, within uh, news media, that those people live. That's where their their bubble exists, and they would talk to one another like that. And um, they still can, but it's they can't get rid of anybody. You know, they can't block and uh, censor people uh, if it's going to be this free open platform that Musk promises. You know, we'll see. 
you can't put your trust on any personality. Just don't ever do that. You know, not Trump, not us, not anybody. <laughs> you can get something good out of them, great, uh, but don't get too involved in it. And if people do, that's just the way people are. But um, you know, I would have thought if you reach a certain age, you don't do that anymore. You know. Um, but anyway, don't ever get starstruck. You know, don't do that. <laughs> but um, but they're gonna do it anyway. Uh, needed a distraction, saw Black Adam. Uh, it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's got some problems in it, but it's a fun movie. Uh, probably the for this year, the best superhero movie. Because uh, the Doctor Strange and Thor, which I haven't seen yet, but because it just looked like crap, and from what I've heard, it is. And Doctor Strange is the one I had the big hope for. Oh, what a letdown. It wasn't as bad as I thought it might have been, and apparently it was reshot to death, so I can see why, because it probably would have been so much worse. But um, but uh, it wasn't any good. Uh, Black Adam was better than that. So there's that. Uh, Andor's a good show, but nobody's watching it because Star Wars pooped the bed. Uh, Rings of Power collapsed into ruins because all they ever did was advertise uh, representation and diversity, which is almost always a telltale sign that there's something wrong with it. And there is. There's just nothing there. Um, But House of the Dragon, despite Game of Thrones pooping the bed, and boy, did they, uh, it's actually a pretty good show. Uh, It's uh, basically just a soap opera with dragons, but, you know, for what it is, it's all right. And the whole idea was for Rings of Power to defeat that. Well, they didn't. Um, so that's why you know, the funniest thing about that is they had this guy who was gay, and he was part of their Lord of the Rings supposed super fans that they had this round table to talk about how great they are for their diversity and representation. And he's the one that was saying he hopes Sauron is hot and all this stuff. And wouldn't you know it, they hired a pretty boy to be uh, Sauron. And so you would think this guy would be very happy about it, except he hasn't watched the show. Perhaps he's watched it by now because they asked him about it. Well, what do you think so far? And he says, well, I I haven't watched any of it yet, but I'm going to binge it. (laughs) This was supposed to be... They went and showcased this guy on their little roundtable talk about Lord of the Rings and stuff. And and then, to add insult to injury, he says, but I am watching House of the Dragon. Oh, it's awesome. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh, So, that whole thing with Amazon is very strange because there's like a... uh, long, long, long laundry list of producers on the show, so I, I suspect there's some money laundering going on Because <laughs> they, 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 just on this season alone, and, and uh, with all the other uh, expenses that they, the money they spent just to get the license for very little of Lord of the Rings, uh, the season was a billion dollars. And you watch it, and I don't see the billion dollars in it. So, I, this is very odd. And, uh, but it, it collapsed in ruin. And uh, even mighty Amazon can't afford that. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that turns out. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that's about it. Oh, a Doctor Who turned back into a man, turned back into David Tennant, because they desperately need David Tennant to uh, try to get the show revived, because otherwise, without Russell T. Davies and Tennant coming back in, uh, they were going to cancel it. Uh, of course, he will regenerate into Shooty Gatla, the the new Doctor Who, but he won't be the 14th Doctor. No, David Tennant will be the 14th Doctor. 
<laughs> for one episode. And then uh, Judy Gatwa will be their new Doctor, the 15th Doctor. Or, according to the Timeless Child Idiocy, he's the 1015th, I guess. I don't know. No one knows. Uh, they need to retcon that. They can't just pretend it didn't happen. That's not going to go well. And if all they're going to do is exploit Shooty Gatwa's uh, race and sexuality, then it's dead. Dead on arrival. That's too bad. Uh, uh, and uh, and again, maybe they just don't have anything else to do, you know? They just they can't come up with anything. That's always a possibility. And so might as well close the door on it. I don't know. So uh, there you go. There's that. That's... Uh, I'm just babbling. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, happy Halloween. And, uh, well, see you next weekend. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Dr. Frankenstein found the secret of life, but he lost control. Now, in a screen thriller, Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks... His monstrous creations, fantastic creatures break free. See Rosanna Brazzi, Michael Dunn, Edmund Purdom, and international beauty Christiane Royce in Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Previously on the cruise. See, I'm so proud of you. To, to be careful, that dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, little girl, you operate the door. Soon as we're out, you shut it tight, and you don't open it till we're back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Mr. Lubert. Okay. You ready, Edgar? Yeah, ready as I'll ever be. All right. On three. One, two, three. We're not going to be able to carry both of them. Oh, shit. Man, come on, man. Can you walk? Can you walk, man? Come on, man. Lean on Edgar. Come on, man. There you go. There you go. There we go. Let me get God fucking bug. Let's let go. Let's go. Get in the door. Get in the door. Open up. Open up. Open up. Yeah, you heard him, guy. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go.
with your, your, your bandages there. You you got bit pretty bad. Bitten? Oh, crap, the bugs. Oh, yeah. Baluna! Where's Baluna? She's in the next room. She's in the next room. Uh, Dr. Turgid has done all he can for her, but she got a lot worse than you did. Uh, uh, the reason I came into your room is, is because she she was asking for you. What? what? Well, all right, let's go. I, oh, well, are, are, uh, are you sure you're up for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can do it. Just... Just show me where she is. Uh, okay, follow me. Oh, Nick, it's good to see you up and about. How, how you doing? Uh, uh, hey, Mrs. Shackler. I'm getting there. I'm doing all right. Uh, how's, how's Baluna? Oh, uh, well, uh, the, the, the swelling's all going down. But, uh, she's still pretty scarred up and stuff. Well, she's resting now, you know? Yeah, Dr. Turgid was trying to treat her and you, by the way, with this sort of... You know, antitoxin for, for like, bee stings. But those things weren't really bees. Um, but it seems to have done all right for you, though. So, um, the, anyway, uh, the, hey, uh, Baluna? Baluna, uh, um, Mr. Guff, uh, I mean, Max here. Max here. Mac? Uh, it, Mac? Yeah, it, it's, it's me. Um, I, I'm here. Uh, I'm here. Mac. Oh, Mac. It's just... I, I, I'm sorry. So, so sorry. Sorry? Uh, no, Bluna, don't worry about that. There's nothing to be sorry for. <laughs> Mac. Bluna's not my name. It, my name is. It's. Luna? Oh, Luna? Oh, oh, my God. I'll go get Dr. Turgeon. Luna? You have been listening to The Cruise. Written, performed, and produced by me, Douglas Nelson. Any and all music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and other public domain and copyright-free sources.
You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yes, you're thinking, where in the hell can I get some more Mr. Nelson stuff? <laughs> As if there wasn't enough already. Oh, boy, there's, there's so many. Well, anyway, the latest is the Nelson Ratings.locals.com. Gee, what's that? Well, it's the Mr. Nelson Post Locals page. Why is it two different titles? Because I screwed up and I can't change the URL. So it's Nelson Ratings.locals.com. So anyway, you you get a lot of the usual Nelson stuff there, a lot of links to different uh, videos from my Rumble account and all that good stuff, and uh, you know uh, photoshops and what have you, and uh, that's the free stuff. But for a cheap paywall, <laughs> you get Mr. Nelson Theater, which is my poor man mystery science theater treatment of old public domain movies, particularly in the sci-fi and horror genre. So you can check those out, and in that version of them, they're uh, cut up into episodes, almost like a TV show. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, it is. So there's all kinds of cool stuff already there. You can head over there and check it out, plus some cartoons, some stuff I did for Compound Media shows, all that great stuff, all there for you to sign up, join up, and help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson, while enjoying some great Nelson stuff. For you. So head over to the Nelson Ratings.locals.com. That's N A I L S I N Ratings.locals, L O C A L S.com. Yes, it's just that simple. We're the graveyard tramps. We rise from our graves <laughs> to make men our slaves. When guys climb in our coffins, they never come back. When the moon comes up, we'll take you down. We get our hands on every stiff in the joint. Graveyard Tramps. Rated R. Absolutely no one under 17 admitted without parent or certified adult guardian. Besides haunted houses, can other objects be haunted? Perhaps, but maybe not. It is said that some articles of possession can at times be haunted by departed spirits. So we'll take a look at a list of three that some claim are some of the most haunted objects in the world. First on our list is a haunted wedding dress that once belonged to Anna Baker who was the daughter of rich iron magnate Elias Baker. Since Anna's father had so much money, she had everything that she could ever wish for, except true love. Her father had made it very clear that when Anna married, it would have to be to someone of her own social standing. In other words, the groom had to be rich. However, as fate would have it, Anna fell head over heels in love for a low-paid worker at her father's blast furnace, and Elias was none too happy about it. He forbade her from marrying her one true love, and as a response, Anna decided she would never marry, and died an old maid. Because she couldn't marry her one true love, she was... Unable to wear the dress that she and her mother had picked out for just such an occasion. 
Up until recently, Anna's dress was displayed at the Blair County Historical Society's museum in her old bedroom. The dress was kept in a big box made out of glass, where it has been said to sway and move from side to side, all on its own. That's it? <laughs> I mean, that's not much of a story. I, I mean, if it, you know, left the box and floated around, that'd be something, but... Well, anyway, somehow it made the list. Uh, next up, the conjure chest. 150 years ago, Jacob Cooley ordered his African-American slave, Hosea, to build a chest for his first child. Well, Hosea set to work, crafting a wooden chest of some remark. But, for some unknown reason, his master was displeased. And so he beat his slave to a pulp, killing him. Cooley's other slaves vowed to avenge the death of their friend and sprinkled the dried blood of an owl in the chest and had a conjure man curse the chest. As if by magic, Cooley's firstborn died in infancy, and over the forthcoming years a total of 17 deaths were attributed to the chest. Eventually, the curse was lifted by a conjure woman. So there's that. A bunch of people died. So I guess there's something to it. I don't know. As for the chest, it can be found in the Kentucky History Museum in Frankfurt. So uh, if you want to go look at it. But apparently it doesn't really do anything anymore. So uh, <laughs> our final object, number three, uh, the haunted mirror. Myrtle's plantation can be found on the outskirts of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Down the years, this 200-year-old 10-acre plantation has served as a family home, but these days, it's run as a bed and breakfast and as a hotspot for paranormal tourists. Every night at 3 a.m., a total of 15 ghosts come out to play. Four of these ghosts come from one tragic tale, that of the Woodruff family and a young slave named Chloe. In 1817, Sarah Matilda inherited the plantation from her father. She moved in with her husband, Clark Woodruff, and their three children. Clark decided to bring one of his own slaves with him from his home. That would be Chloe. One evening, when Clark caught Chloe eavesdropping on one of his private conversations, he cut off her ear. From that day on, Chloe would wear a green turban to cover up her mutilation. Chloe, to win back the trust of her owner so she would not be sent to toil in the fields, hatched a plant. She made a birthday cake for the Woodruff's eldest daughter, but spiked it with oleander leaves, a poisonous plant found on the plantation. The family would become sick, and Chloe, knowing the antidote, would be on end and nurse them back to hell, and in doing so, get back in her master's good books. Or so was the plant. In actual fact, Chloe got her doses wrong, and Clark's wife and two of his children died of poisoning. Distraught by her actions, Chloe confessed to the other slaves who panicked, believing they'd be blamed for hiding the culprit. So they hanged Chloe and threw her lifeless body in the Mississippi River. (laughs) 
So according to fable, there's an old southern tradition stating that when a family member dies, all the mirrors in the home must be covered up so that the soul of the deceased will pass on to the next world and not become trapped in a reflection of this world. As was the norm on the night of the tragic poisonings, all the mirrors in the house were covered up, except one. Aside, witnessing a dark-skinned ghost with a turban on her head wandering the plantation, visitors to the bed and breakfast were also shown an ornate mirror inside the home where the souls of the mother and children are said to be trapped. Some claim to see handprints, others the faces of children, but one thing's for sure, it's not the mirror you'd want to regularly do your hair in. On a side note, when Clark learned of the fate of his family, he surrounded the house with Myrtle Crip cheese. Hence the plantation's name. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so I guess uh, the Myrtle Plantation for the wid here, the wedding dress was a bust, uh, the chest, well, kind of, sort of. But uh, the Myrtle Plantation, good lord, has got ghosts all over the place and a haunted mirror. So that's something. That's something. So. Does the Myrtle Plantation home hold a mirror that traps the souls of Clark Woodruff's wife and children? Perhaps, but maybe not. Views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by Radio Mr.com. So, any complaints and comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and blocked.